0: This is the Reclaiming Families podcast.
1: It is our goal to expose the lies that undermine, erode, and destroy the family while discovering and reclaiming God's design for gender, marriage, family, and sexuality.
0: So join us for open conversation about the struggles and joys of Reclaiming Families.
1: Alrighty. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Reclaiming Families. We're excited to be here.
0: Yeah, we're thankful that you guys are still listening, still being a part of Reclaiming Families. Today, we have a topic that I am very excited about.
1: Yeah, we uh, we will talk about how you can create a home environment that's more fun, more enjoyable, and more loving and just better in every way.
0: Yeah, one of the big... Um, Just big values that we have with Reclaiming Families is family warmth, having warm relationships. And I really think one big way that you can create a warm environment within your home is good celebrations. That's right. And I don't know. From my experience, I've seen that there's kind of two types of people. And there's the kind of people that really, really love to celebrate and then there's kind of like the celebration haters. And, um, I would say, you know, in our family.
1: I wouldn't say haters is a strong word. I'll just say.
0: Don't care about celebrating. Don't care. But
1: Uncomfortable some, with it. Maybe, maybe it's even a sense of, um,.
0: But I have been around some people that are like, no, you shouldn't sell. Like, who celebrates a birthday? It's just a selfish whatever thing. And I don't think that's true. Sure, sure. And
1: that's the way I kind of am. Like, I've never really celebrated my birthday. Um, I've always worked my birthday. And I always, you know, I kind of mope around a little bit. Well, what was me. I got, I'm going to work during my birthday.
0: Yeah. And he, like, thinks it's, like, a cool thing to do. But my family, I mean, if anyone has ever met my mother... She loves to celebrate birthdays, and I guess that I've kind of gotten that from her. But it is our goal for this time, I would say, to and it's our hope that the people who love to celebrate would begin to kind of figure out what is the aim of their celebrations, and then that the people who don't really celebrate would begin to celebrate.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about celebration. Why celebrate? I would say that celebration is an expression of goodness, and it produces thankfulness in the human heart.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I really do think that celebration of good things glorifies God.
1: That's right. Because all good things come from Him.
0: Yeah. And we celebrate what God loves. So it could be really big things, or it could just be the day ins and day outs. It's not always celebrating is not always throwing a big huge party, but it can really just be kind of the, the state of your heart.
1: Yeah. So and like I mean I think just going back to the idea of of expressing expressing the goodness of God, what God has given and that creating a thankfulness in the human heart that does create a warmth in the human heart. Like where there's thankfulness, there is warmth. And so I think, uh, yeah, I just want to to highlight that.
0: So some of the things that, you know, we really think that are important to celebrate are things that, you know, might be obvious like birthdays and marriage and and anniversaries, accomplishments, babies, gender, you know.
1: National holidays. Yeah.
0: Justice. You know, there's so many things you can celebrate. That's right. But... The things that are important to celebrate really are celebrating what God loves and then not celebrating what God hates.
1: Yeah, I, I would say, you yeah, know, I've been thinking about just the idea of you you don't want to celebrate what the highest authority says not to celebrate. You know what I mean? Like, it's so,
0: like the highest it, authority being the Lord.
1: Being God himself. That's right. And so... If God would say do not celebrate that, I would say it's something that you should not celebrate. So, so
0: like something. What what do you mean by that? What are some things that we would say do not celebrate?
1: Well, I mean just you know I got this little analogy I was thinking of. Uh, y'all wrote it up and and uh, but it's the analogy of a teenage party. So mom and dad leave for the weekend. And they leave their children at home, and their their children get the idea that they're going to invite all their friends over for a party. And uh, they, they're, they got some alcohol there, they got some drugs there, and these kids are just celebrating, having a good time, celebrating themselves, you know, celebrating um, that mom and dad aren't home, that they're free on their own, that uh, they just love pleasure, and they're celebrating each other, and... And uh, just trying to live it up in the moment. But all of a sudden, they get a knock at the door. Knock, knock, knock. And uh, lo and behold, Mom and Dad came home early. And all of a sudden, their celebrations, I imagine, would just turn into... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We celebrated the wrong things. You know, so we want to celebrate to where there is never any need... There's just never any shame in what we celebrate. We want to celebrate things that are always good, all the time, never wrong. And, uh, And it goes back to this idea of highest authority. So you don't want to be the teenager celebrating the wrong thing and find out one day that you were wrong. You were opposing mom and dad. You were rebelling against them. You want to celebrate what mom and dad love. And what God loves. And so, uh, so, yeah, so we've got, you know, some, uh, so I guess some biblical, you know, things I thought of was you don't ever want to celebrate what's harmful to other people, okay? If it causes other people harm, it's not really worthy of celebration. And also, you never want to celebrate the destruction of, of other people so I just think of there's a passage in the Bible it's Isaiah 8 and it's really one of the reasons that God is sending Israel into exiles is because they rejoiced and celebrated when these pagan empires were destroyed and uh, and so God is just a God who he does do justice and he does destroy nations and people but his people are never to celebrate the destruction of others. Mm. But we do celebrate justice. Yeah. And so there's a fine distinction there. But uh, we never want to celebrate the destruction of other people. So so that leads to all kinds of stuff. Like, uh, I was just thinking pro-choice.
0: Or not even pro-choice, but pro-abortion, I would say. and Because, pro- I mean, when you think about that, you know, there's, I think, of two examples kind of in recent days Um Right about the time Amy Coney Barrett um, went into the Supreme Court, Stevie Nicks. Um, she's, you know, a Fleetwood Mac major band. Like lots of great music has come from from Fleetwood Mac, but Stevie Nicks, she really did celebrate her abortion. She said, "There's no way that I could if." there's no way I could have a child then working as hard as we worked consistently. And then she went on to say that Fleetwood Mac would not exist or would not be as good as they are if she would have had that child. And so she was at that time um, celebrating her abortion. And I don't remember who said it, but I actually heard somebody else kind of combat that statement and say, or what if Fleetwood Mac was even better because you would have had so much more inspiration yeah, because of I mean. the child that you had, or
1: that's right,
0: or you know, um, something like that. But another thing, like even just looking at the pro-abortion side uh, and celebrating it, um, I've not seen this movie, but I saw an ad for a movie called *Unpregnant*, and it's this movie that, uh, from what the trailer looks like, it's a road trip between two friends that are literally, they're, they're celebrating going to get an abortion. So it's a comedy about these two friends, um, crossing state lines to go, um, become unpregnant. They're pregnant. They're going to get unpregnant through, through an abortion. And I'm just thinking, you know, I'm not saying that I know a ton of people who have had abortions, but I do know a few people that have had abortions. And, you know, I've heard from quite a few people have had abortions and, I've never, ever heard of an experience where in that moment you're laughing or celebrating, you know, walking into the abortion clinic. From the experiences I've heard, it's always been actually really sad, scary, and some some shame attached to it. And so I think that, that those are things, um, just looking at pro-choice, pro-abortion, um, I don't like to call it pro-choice, I, like, I think it, it kind of like... Um, like makes it not as
1: not as bad. As, yeah, but yeah. It's like you're you're really celebrating the the destruction of your offspring.
0: Yeah, and I think even with that, it's it it is something that our culture is pushing and pushing and pushing to celebrate, or at least the culture is making it look like that's celebrated more and more. But when you actually look at the individual stories, I I'm just not convinced that that people are actually celebrating it in the way that culture would want you to think it is.
1: Yeah. Let's, I think another one that is uh, – I think our culture celebrates sometimes but is horrific is the transgender movement right now. Mm, and uh, yeah. especially with young kids who are coming to mom and dad at a young age saying, i you know, I'm biologically a boy, but I'm a girl. And
0: uh, and that – like some people are like, is that really celebrated? But, you know, I – which this is Instagram. I don't know if this is even a real person or if it was like a trolling comment, but there was this comment that was like a mom said that she and her eight-year-old, let that sink in, eight-year-old transgender daughter were crying and hugging each other and and rejoicing um, the day that that Joe Biden was inaugurated to be the president. Um, And so they really were, they were celebrating this transgender
1: child, but go ahead, what were we saying? Yeah, I was just I was just saying like, you know, it is the you know, a child who doesn't know what they, they want yet, a child that's young and is maturing, it's the mutilating of a child's body. And uh you are changing that body to where, you know, it might not ever be able to do the things that God designed that body to do, to have a baby, um you know, or, you know, and so it's a it, yeah, it's a celebration of something that is mutilating. And also, you know, just of there's so many side effects and, uh, you know, just like depression and loneliness and, and health complications. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just a thing where when society celebrates people being transgender, it's one of those things where the highest authority would say not worthy of celebrating.
0: Yeah. Honestly, when you just look at the sexual revolution as a whole, um, we could go on and on because really everything that we've mentioned so far is a part of the sexual revolution. We could go That's on right. and think about, you know, the hookup culture or homosexuality,
1: yeah, divorce.
0: We could go on and on and just, you know, gay pride parades. Disney World has a whole week that is just celebrating gay pride. If you turn on any TV show, Not any TV show that's dramatic, but if a lot of TV shows are um, the main plot or entertainment piece of it is either premarital sex or um, a hookup or an affair, and so there is just there's darkness that is being celebrated all around us, and those like that's just looking at the sexual revolution, but. You can even see where we celebrate accomplishments, like in jobs and work, um, where we're not really celebrating the aim of the celebration, I guess, isn't always the right thing. Like we could be celebrating, um, you know, someone who is working really, really hard, but then neglecting their God-given responsibilities of, you know, the role of a family or
1: yeah but i I would say that we want to celebrate people's achievements and stuff like that and, yeah and but as we want to celebrate rightly where you know it's a we celebrate that somebody's achievements that uh that God has allowed us to think and reason and and prosper and achieve, and the glory is his, but uh we want to celebrate that
0: so that's actually a good i guess clarification and kind of turning point for the conversation, But Randy mentioned a little bit ago that we want to celebrate what the highest authority, who is God himself, what he celebrates. And so what does it look like to celebrate well? We mentioned before, like kind of um, tapping in on what is the aim of the celebration. And so I guess one way to look at it is how can we reclaim what it looks like to celebrate
1: um yeah you know i uh, i would say that the greatest celebration in my heart and probably in the human heart of every heart that knows god is a focusing on who god is and what god has accomplished hmm. and having that mindset
0: yeah and it really is a mindset like it almost makes celebration kind of a discipline Because it's not a mindless party, but you have to be intentional about it. So, even the example we were just talking about with someone hardworking, it's not just saying, oh, congratulations on your accomplishment. But it's a lot more than that because it's like, what has God been doing through you? And so, one really good example of just looking at accomplishments um, is one of our friends. And so...
1: Right yeah. right, yeah, it's, uh, she got her CPA, she, she, you know, graduated college and then mm-hmm. went to, uh, got her master, I guess she, you know, went to well, her CPA training, I guess. she. There's like these there's four, four tests.
0: huge tests, and it's like, I mean, anyone who is a CPA knows that like these tests are, I mean, they are hard, like you're studying for them yep, so right. much. It like, takes
1: like a year to yeah, complete it all.
0: And so anyways, when she finally passed all four tests... Um, we got together and we, we partied, you know. We, we got right. a cookie cake. We had a, a big steak dinner. Her husband cooked steaks for everybody. And yeah. the really cool thing that we had made a, bunch it, over, yeah, right? a bunch of friends over. Yeah, a bunch of friends. And the really sweet thing about it was not just like, yeah, you were a CPA, but what made it impactful is her husband, um, like, you know, and it, and it wasn't this serious, like, oh yeah, moment. But what made it really sweet is just as he was praying for the meal. He said, "Hey, you know, I want you I just want to to share with everybody where I've seen my wife grow through this and he talked about her perseverance and really how the Lord had sanctified her while she was working on this accomplishment. And I think that that just really that's when I that night was when I started to think about celebration differently. And I mean, you could take the same principle
1: and apply it to birthdays yeah yeah it's like hey i am so you know celebrating somebody's birthday maybe it looks like taking a little bit of time while you're you know laying the cake out and talk about how you've seen that person grow this past year and do good things and they're the good things that they've accomplished with their life and that's good things that god has allowed for them to do and uh And so I think that's fun. Like it produces this sense of like warmth, where yes, you know, you paid attention to what I've been doing and striving for. You know me, and we both agree that it's been good, and we we're celebrating it together. And it does create this warmth of relationship. And so, and I think it's an area too for men to lead in. You know, for men to lead in when their kids are having a birthday for. For the man to say, "Hey, this is where I've really seen you do well," and uh, to celebrate their children and, and friends and and uh, I just think it does. It honestly, it just creates a good sense of community and warmth in the human heart. And who doesn't want more warmth yeah. in their heart?
0: And I think the sweet thing about it is, you know, for people who are like, oh, birthdays are dumb. It's just for putting the attention on someone who wants the attention on them. But it really does. It takes the attention really off the person and puts it onto the Lord because he is the one, you know, he who began a good work will carry it to completion. And it points that party to the Lord and what he has been at work in the birthday person's life. And so... One thing, and, you know, we do not do this perfectly. I feel like we have a good rhythm for celebrating what the Lord's been doing every year for our anniversary, which we can talk about that in a second. But one thing that we want to start doing for birthdays, um, we still, you know, as our kids grow up, we want to have big birthday parties and, and let them have fun and stuff. But we want to have one night, the week of their birthday, where it's a special family dinner. And we all get to sit around the table, you know, they can pick what, and, and this is not just our kids, but, you know, Randy and me too, but we that, that person can pick what we have for dinner. But we have an intentional dinner where each person can just kind of go around and say one or two things where, um, you know, we're thankful for that person and where we've seen the Lord at work in their life. And so I think that would be one way that, you know, we can reclaim birthdays and, yeah, and celebrate, them. celebrate birthdays well and make them
1: better you know make them you know to anything that is so just focused on the self right if I want to have a birthday party I want to make it all about me 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 that's just very very shallow and really insignificant at the end of the day it's I mean I do it all the time but it's it's still like there is so much more the world doesn't revolve around you and there's so much life found in in putting the focus on the Lord where it should be not making the praise about you but making the praise about God himself and what he's allowed you to do what he's you know he is in control a sovereign God he is he's done everything Mm -hmm. and uh so I just think too we gotta we have to in order to celebrate well you have to take the focus off yourself Mm -hmm. yeah and uh and so, yeah.
0: You know, another, so once we were talking about the things that are not celebra- or that we should not be celebrating, you know, some opposites of that. We talked about birthdays and accomplishments, but I would say marriage yeah. and babies <laughs> and gender. So I think it's really cool when we as believers in the church can celebrate what the culture in the world is against and what the culture is attacking yeah. We as a church can come and
1: yeah, let me, celebrate it. Let me tell you how awesome our gender reveal party was. So, you know, the culture might say, Oh, well, the children are gonna get to pick their gender, but our little girl is a girl and she doesn't get to pick if she's a girl or not. God made her a girl and God didn't make a mistake.
0: And we had our we found out the gender of our baby girl right before COVID happened, by the way.
1: That's right. And so uh and but not too long before we did the reveal. Right. I forget how long it was, but a day or two, right?
0: No, we found out what we were having a girl, and we had a gender party that night.
1: That night, okay, that's right. Yeah. And So, uh, and so we bought these um, confetti Can poppers, big ones. Like, I don't know, we bought them, we bought them on the internet or something. But we bought blue ones and pink ones because we didn't know what we were having, right? And uh, and then we found out we were having a baby girl. And I remember driving home and being all excited, like, yeah, you know, I'm just celebrating in my heart, like I'm having a baby girl, and I gotta protect this baby girl, is what I was thinking. And uh, we get home. And we, we had invited like fifty of our
0: closest, closest friends. friends and family. It's right. So our house, like we, we don't live in a huge house.
1: It's, yeah, fifteen hundred square foot, yeah. We
0: um, you know, had to move our kitchen table and furniture around just to be able to fit
1: fifty people everybody in, in our house. That's it's right.
0: like a bunch of our friends, our family's all here.
1: We got people guessing on if it's a boy or a girl, you know, everybody's feeling out. On a whiteboard and
0: Eating Chick-fil-A.
1: And my mom, I'm a I'm a family of three boys. So we've no girls in the family besides my mom. And so, you know, my mom really can't even fathom, you know, anything but a boy. (laughs) Okay. And uh, but I tell you what, the moment when we opened those confetti poppers and, and I got up on the couch and and we Hillary and I revealed We already knew at that point. We already knew, but we were revealing to them. Boy or girl, and we popped those confetti cannons, and we had a ton of them, and the whole living room just went pink. And you could see their faces. They were just... Tears. They were, they were looking for probably blue, and then all of a sudden it came pink, and they were just overjoyed. We were a boy.
0: Yeah. That's right.
1: And and you could just see their face, just like, oh, and everybody is so excited that God had given us a little baby girl. Yeah. And uh, what a cool celebration. It really was.
0: And, you know, a little bit later, someone who didn't end up coming to our party, we were telling about it, and they were like, I think it was kind of dumb that you guys did that or like i you know just like i don't understand why you would go to such an extreme i thought that was a little ridiculous and it was just like in that moment i realized he he did not understand the weight of like it's it's not just a gender reveal party because everyone's having a gender reveal party but when you get down to why should we celebrate this it's because god created Male and female in His image. And our baby is created uniquely in God's image as a female. And so in a culture that's saying, you know, it doesn't really matter male or female, it is really important to celebrate God's truth in any way that you can. And so from the outside looking in, it could have looked like, you know, just doing a gender reveal party because that's what it's supposed to, like that's what you do or whatever but really in our hearts we were celebrating so much more than that we were celebrating our baby being made uniquely in the image of God as a female that's right and so that's kind of like our challenge and even why we're doing this podcast is to help us get down to what is the aim of this celebration and we should be celebrating anything that's worth celebrating should be celebrating the Lord and His work. You know, marriage, weddings, anniversaries, yeah it's the same thing.
1: All we're celebrating. You know, I think anniversary, if when you celebrate a man has been married to his wife for 50 years, like you really are celebrating that picture of faithfulness and steadfastness and perseverance through hard times. Because you know they've had hard times in 50 years. But it's just that those good characteristics that are godly pictures of, they're just pictures of who God is, how he is faithful. He is steadfast, right? Mm-hmm. He's a persevering God. And uh, it's just a great picture. And so we celebrate those things. Those are good things that our hearts be like, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, babies, God is a, a God who gives life. He's, he has created all life. Mm-hmm. And so when he continues to do it, it is an awesome, good thing to celebrate babies. We don't want them destroyed we want to celebrate them and uh which is also one thing that you know the pro-life movement especially you know hope resource in knoxville has been like they celebrate babies it It is so refreshing
0: should we tell a story about new york
1: uh probably this
0: is probably the sweetest moment of celebrating life that i have ever experienced and just like our first baby, we were pregnant um, during this time and we ended up miscarrying that baby, um, which, you know, we grieved so much um, and it was really sad. And I would say, even in that, I think even still we're able to celebrate that baby's life, which that's another story and could probably yeah. be a full another podcast about the grief and everything that the Lord taught us through that. But in that time, God was really working in our hearts, and I would say we've always been pro-life, but I would say in that season was really when we were, you know, understanding the weight of being pro-life, being against abortion, and so um, Randy heard this thing on a podcast from Focus on the Family, and um, you go to New York City, and... It's called
1: Alive from New York.
0: Yeah, and so... They are going to
1: do a 4D ultrasound in Times Square.
0: Yeah, and so we headed out to New York. That's right. And um, <laughs> which
1: is what a cool wife she would say. Okay, let's go to New York City for this thing.
0: And so yeah, we stayed in Philadelphia, rode a ferry into the city, and we went to Times Square. And there are, I mean, there's thousands of people there. Yeah. And I I don't would this be considered a protest, like a peaceful protest, or was it just like a rally? I don't know. I don't know. It was that. like a really good celebration though, put on by Focus on the Family. And so, they had different speakers. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the... What's the football player's name? Watson. Uh,
1: He's real cool, though. Yeah, I can't remember
0: his name. Um, Abby Johnson was there. Like, there was a lot of people that I just can't think of any of who they were right now. Martin Luther King Jr.'s niece. I don't remember who all they were. Anyway, all these speakers. But kind of the climax of it was a 4D ultrasound. Um... Go and, and people were singing worship songs, but yeah, the climax of it. There had been these like pro-abortion pl- uh, protest protesters, and I don't know, like they're just like not wanting people to hear what these speakers are saying, and I don't know if they had just left at this point, like if the worship music was drowning them out or what.
1: No, they were there. They were beating on their drums and banging, and
0: but at this point, like they were not there. Remember, because they put the ultrasound on this baby.
1: No, no, they were were there, but they just quit.
0: Okay, well, they quit. But anyways, so it's it's Times Square. It's loud. That's right. There's thousands of people there, and there is an ultrasound. So there's a baby on this big screen for thousands of people in Times Square to see. And then, um, you know, you hear uh, the mom is like in a mobile unit somewhere, and you can just hear the mom, um, who actually happened to be Abby Johnson, if you know anything about her. Um, and the ultrasound tech and you know, they're talking like, Oh yeah, she he yawned or and all that right. and they're like, Okay, well trying to find the heartbeat and they find the heartbeat and, and you know, we're in Times Square, New York City, and the heart starts beating. Lub dub lub dub lub, dub lub dub. And Times Square no lie goes silent.
1: That's right. Completely silent. Like, no protesters. and you can only hear like horns on the cars way down the distance. way. Yeah, that's right.
0: So it's just silent and then a couple of seconds later, like it, it makes me emotional just thinking about it. Like, right. but a couple of seconds later, the whole square just erupts with cheering. That's right. And it's like, oh my gosh. Like, life is being celebrated right now. And it was the most beautiful
1: That's right.
0: picture. Like, you know, we've both been to Times Square a few times, but by far, this was
1: this is the best time i've ever read yeah it was it was just uh, such
0: a sweet it was a sweet celebration of life of life created in
1: god's image, the image of that's, God. right, that's right
0: and so you know we want to to celebrate things that are good we want to celebrate marriage we want to to celebrate at weddings not just because a wedding is like culturally what you do but we want to celebrate marriage because God is uniting a husband and a wife together until death does them part just like he has united himself.
1: With his church. Yeah. That's right. And it's and it's just like celebration is powerful too. It's powerful in your family when you when a man leads the way and celebrates. And it's just memorable. Like you remember those celebrations. You'll remember those times where your dad stood up and and celebrated you and you'll remember times where you stood up and celebrated your kids and mm-hmm. and uh, your family will remember those times and, yeah. and I guarantee you they'll think fondly of those times
0: yeah I mean not too long ago some of our friends were talking about they have three kids um, and, and their oldest just turned five not too long ago and they said that, you know, as they were putting him to bed on his fifth birthday, his the husband and wife, the mom and dad, were just in tears as they were telling their little boy how proud they were of him and yeah. and what they had seen the Lord doing. And so it's just something where it really does take intention because you have to think about, you know, where has God been at work in this person's life or, or in this season? Um, but it's worth it. And it does, yeah. it creates memories, it creates warmth, and, and that's something that that we definitely want to get better at. Um, but we do love yeah, to celebrate. Yeah, like
1: my wife said, I'm probably a celebration hater. But it's like I've also, like, I've, I'm learning to grow and to celebrate well, and I would encourage you to do the same. So why is this important? Let's wrap up here. Why is this important? It's because we want to celebrate because it's celebrating – Uh, It's about what is good and what God... We want to celebrate what is good and what God loves. Mm. And uh, we want to reclaim celebration. And God is a God of celebration. He's not an... an,
0: um, He's not a prude God that just sits on a log and watches things.
1: No way. The God of the Bible is a celebrating God. And so...
0: One of, my f- one of my favorite pictures of just, and a God worthy of being celebrated, but one of my favorite pictures in all of scripture is Revelation 5. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's, there's, it, it's a, it's, you know, a picture of, of John being there and they have all the, the scrolls and then it's like, Hey, open this, but there's no one worthy of, to open the scroll or the seals on the scroll. And so John, he he says, he begins to weep loudly when he realizes that there is no one worthy. And then one of the elders says, hey, weep no more. Behold, the lion, the tribe of Judah, the root of David has conquered and he can open the scroll and its seven seals. And then um, it says, That a lamb standing as though it had been slain He took the scroll and opened the seals and that's just you know That's a picture of the gospel like just imagine right there the hopelessness That John was experiencing when he realized the weight of sin The weight that like no one is worthy, but then this picture of Jesus coming and being the one who is worthy and then I love the the celebration that happens there because the Bible says that the 24 elders, they fell down before the Lamb and they sang a new song. Like, you know it's a good celebration when you're singing a new song. And they sang, worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and by your blood you ransomed people from God. For God from every tribe and language and people and nation and you have made them a kingdom and priest to our God and they shall reign on the earth and then after that they looked and myriads and myriads and myriads of angels they start singing and they start worshiping and they say worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing and then it doesn't stop there every creature in heaven um On the earth and under the earth, they begin to worship. And they say to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And then the living creature said, amen. And the elders continued to worship. They fell down before the feet of the lamb and they worshiped. And so I love that picture because you just have this like welling up, of a small group of people and then the angels join and then all of the living creatures join and they're worshiping. And it just kind of reminds me of like, I don't know if you've ever been at a wedding where it's like the, you know, um, shout oh, 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 that song, you know what yeah, I'm talking right. about? And you know, there's that, that part where everyone's a little
1: bit softer now. Yeah. Yeah. A little a little
0: bit, now. And you get like lower to the ground hey, and, hey. and you're a little bit softer now a little bit softer now, shout. And then you get bigger and bigger and a bigger. And everybody's jumping around and they're singing, shout, shout. That's right. And so, I mean, that's a very small comparison. <laughs> but I love just that boiling up of worship and praise. And that's right. That's the like ultimate reality of what is happening in heaven right now. Yeah. Jesus is being worshiped because he is worthy of the worship. And we can have small little pictures of that in our daily lives.
1: Yeah, because he's good and he's done great things. Yes. now I think too, worship is contagious.
0: It is contagious. Well, that's celebration
1: true. is contagious. And uh and so yeah, we uh that's our some of our thoughts on celebration. And like I said, we want to celebrate, we wanna be better at celebrating. We want to encourage you to uh, be better at celebrating yeah. and to for men to lead your home to celebrate well and And it's even
0: cool. to think like when you are celebrating, what are you celebrating? Because if you're celebrating something that does not honor the Lord, then what an opportunity to repent and celebrate Jesus. Yeah, that's right. And when you are celebrating good things, just think about what is the aim of my, of my celebration? Am I celebrating in a Christ-exalting, Christ-centered way? Or could I be celebrating better?
1: Yeah. If you celebrate in a Christ-exalting way, there's never any need to ever be ashamed. Yeah. Which is a pretty cool thing to put your head down at night and say, I feel really good.
0: Yeah. So, go out there, have warm relationships, and...
1: Celebrate hard. Party a lot. Party a lot. Mm -hmm. All All right.
0: right. We'll see you next time on Reclaiming Families.
1: Take care. Thank you for listening to Reclaiming Families.
0: Check us out at reclaimingfamilies.org where you can find our latest podcasts, vlogs, news, and events.
1: We look forward to seeing you all next time.